The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are of the presenters and the presenters alone and do not represent that of their employers unless explicitly stated. Do we really need to continually do this? Yes, sir. Okay, fine. Hi, this is Dina Lang, professional radio personality, and you're listening to a bunch of amateurs on Reunited We Drink. We are back after an over 900-day break, back to the restart, the reboot, the reanimation, the reuniting, if you will, of United We Drink right here. I'm arrested. (laughs) Already? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, 900 days? I've been able to rest up for a decent amount of time. Oh, that... You weren't in there for very long. Uh, we're right here on unitedwedrink.com, soon to be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of those fine podcast services. My name is Mike Urevich, and I am one of the founding members of the original run of this show and the only co-host to appear on every single past episode, so I'll pat myself on the back for that. <laughs> I'm joined by not one, but two of my former cohorts from this show, First is an OG, the founding co-host along with me, the man that abandoned us all when we really didn't need him most. <laughs> he is as handsome as he is tall, Phil Palmasano. Oh, thanks, Mike. It's uh, it, I think it's a pleasure to be back. I'm, I'm not 100% positive yet. but You'll uh, regret it by the end of this episode. <clears throat> I, if I last 10 episodes, I'll be happy. Um, no, I'm super excited excited to be back and uh be able to talk I, more so than anything i know and we'll talk about this probably a little bit later but life's really taken the three of us in different directions and so it's just a lot of fun to sit down and discuss different demographics now in this beer industry and and what is still a hobby as much as a profession for all three of us at this point in time it's a lot of fun it, it really is. And to say we've gone in different directions is quite an understatement. Uh, even when we last did an episode in 2016, Joel and I, we were in the industry, but I think we're in very, very different spots at our point in our lives right now, which brings me to uh, the other person joining us on the show. He is the man that took Phil's place and helped me run this show into the ground. He is a <laughs> man of Twitter infamy, drawing the ire of celebrities such as Paul Feig and Andy Richter. He is more handsome than he is tall because he's not very tall. Mr. Joel Codner. Hello, gentlemen. I certainly cannot fill Phil's shoes because I just don't have his charm or his foot size. <laughs> so... You did a good job. We're going to talk about today for this episode uh, pretty much where we are, what what has been going on with our lives since uh, we last left any of you. Or for those of you who are new listeners, didn't listen to the original run, you get to understand who we are and where we come from in this crazy, ever-changing industry of craft beer. Um, What are we drinking, fellas? 
I am drinking a Evil Twin Brewing Westbrook Brewing collaboration called Imperial Mexican Biscotti Cake Break. Uh, I, this is also the first time that I have attempted to take down a 22 ounce bottle of anything to myself in quite some time. Do you have any insulin chasers? Not yet. So <laughs> is Wilfred sh- Brimley, uh, present to watch over you? He's not, but I took notes from his commercials before the show. Um, I, I have to say it's drinking very, very fine for a 10 and a half percent Imperial stout. Is it aged? Or is it? It new? is. I well, it's sat in my refrigerator for quite some time, so it was what I had cold. Joel, <laughs> what it, do you got? I'm I'm very happy. I am sipping on some vintage uh, Whirlpool refrigerator ice water and uh, <laughs> and some Ash- really some really low budget uh, K cups from uh, I don't even know who I ordered this garbage from, but uh, apparently, like five minutes before we started recording, I realized I didn't really have any beer in the house, so. Uh, I'm already unprepared. Fun. I'm hashtag not Broward County with that water, Joel. <laughs> no, no, not Broward. <laughs> did they get or their water Flint. back? Is it back? I on believe it is turned water? back on. Yeah, they did. Same day. Oh, okay. That's that's not bad considering. Um, I I have coffee as well, and I'm drinking a uh, Love City Deep Cut Pilsner. Um. So uppers and downers for me. Always the best. Um, so Phil, you left this show um, abandoned. Wh- yeah, abandoned. I'm sorry. Correct. It's a good term. word. Uh, in what was it like 2014 or so? 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. Easy. Probably. We'll go with that. Maybe before 2012. Maybe I don't know. Joel, when did you start? How about that one? Do you remember? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, uh, th- this sort of data we could have compiled ahead of uh, time, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, we've erased the memory banks completely. I, I, so. I honestly have, I think, 10 episodes on my hard drive of old uh, episodes. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, a lot of it didn't exist. Awesome. That uh, probably saves all of us a uh, professional job. So, Phil, why don't you tell us where you're at in, uh, in your career and what you've been doing? Uh, I, I think when you left the show, you were working with Cigar City. Yeah, uh, so um, I, I was still blogging at the time, uh, off and on at uh, com, which whoever owns that domain still consistently tries to sell it back to me every year. Um <laughs> So, uh, people out there, hold on to your domains if you do anything. There's, One of these uh, days, I'm going to get you to buy it from me. <laughs> um, so, I, I, yeah, I was a street rep. I, I'm coming up on almost 10 years in this industry, which is crazy to think. Um, all supplier-based. Um, started doing street sales, like you said, Mike, back in like 2011. And um, took that all the way through to about 2014, 2015, somewhere around there, um, where I did a a blend of sales, marketing, and brewery ops uh, for about two years. And then I went back into 100% the sales side uh, side of the industry, where I'm sort of landed right now for the past two years as a uh, regional sales director uh, for a brewery. So uh, a lot of fun 
my passion in this industry is on the sales side. I'm a numbers geek. Sadly, I have uh, not brewed a batch of beer in quite some time, but I get to lean on you guys because you guys uh, have a little bit more knowledge on that side. Joel definitely does uh, more so than me. And Joel, uh, Joel's an award-winning brewer. He is, and <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. So it, the sales side is 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 definitely where my passion is. Um, also, in that same time frame, I sat on the Florida Brewers Guild board for about two years as a secretary, and I obtained my certified Cicerone um, certification back in 2014. So I'm not as uh, dumb as I sound, or sounded back then, I should say. Hmm. That's still up for debate. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, you you have had a crazy uh, journey uh, from just like us remaining friends throughout all this time and seeing where you've gone. Like, thought that you were pivoting over to a, a certain different direction with the ops stuff and the marketing, and then. Uh, boom, all of a sudden you're, you're back in sales. Uh, but yeah. like you said, it, it, it's the thing that you, you seem to, uh, care about the most. I, I, the marketing and the ops side of the industry is a lot of fun. And honestly, it was eye opening. And I know you, you did a lot of that, which I'm sure you'll talk about, but the, the influencing on a brand and actually building a brand was a lot of fun. Uh, it was challenging for sure. Um, and, and specifically doing it for a fledgling brewery. Um, it, it was amazing. It was great experience. Um, and it, it kept me on my toes for sure. Um, and you know, going back over to the sales side, I think more of the managerial aspect of sales is really what drove me back over to that side. Um, I, I love working with people. I love working with people in this industry. Um, and, and I, I, I have a great team. I, my team's amazing. And there are certainly aspects of your job that we're going to talk about, uh, in coming episodes, such as sales and how difficult it has gotten out there for a brewery rep, a supplier, uh, even from a distributor standpoint, uh, crowded, crowded tap handles, crowded shelves, uh, we'll be talking probably some stuff about ops, uh, which I, I certainly have some experience in. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about myself. I've, I, uh, when, when we last left this, I was an operations manager for a brewery. I was dealing with distributors every single day. Um, part of it fun, part of it not fun. Um, help, helping Joel try to keep a brewery on track of production because uh, we were working pretty much side by side at that point. And then I, uh, I took a break from the industry. I quit my job. I sold my house. I traveled around. I did some writing. Uh, I cooked some food like to make money. I bartended. Uh, at Joel's place that he's going to talk to us about in a little bit. And then, uh, I moved to Philadelphia, uh, where I am now and I am, uh, doing brewery, like brewing and cellar work for a small nano brewery out in the suburbs, um, called Mossmill Brewing and, uh, really enjoying myself out there, uh, make 
one one barrel batches at a time and uh we have uh, a pretty nice following out there on our little spot that uh keeps me on my toes and trying to keep up with production on a uh a tap room that is continually depleting our uh our uh beer but uh it's a fun problem uh, especially when people are drinking your beer and enjoying your beer it's funny how I went from being on the op side to being in the brewery every single day doing production and uh, brewing beer, transferring beer, packaging beer, uh, cellaring it, doing every other thing related to it. I, I still do some design work on the side. I've done some freelance stuff for Joel. Uh, I've done some freelance stuff for some other people. Still doing some writing here and there over on my blog, Mike Loves Beer dot com um but uh yeah it's been a it's been a fun fun ride thus far and uh a lot more stuff to come joel how about you well as far as i go um when the show last ended in 2016 i was uh running the brew house uh at a 15 barrel production facility with you and uh geez i guess that year was um brewery had sent me to uc davis i just to preface this i hate tooting my own horn because i have no self-esteem whatsoever but i just feel like we should be listing off you know some of the some of the stuff we've done so uh i was at uc davis for a quick intensive course and and you know i was learning on the job uh brewing um just just basically jumped right into it you know started keg washing and then and then worked my way up to brewer and Went to UC Davis in January of 2016 to start filling in some of the science and, and, and some of the other things that were hard to, uh, um, you know, learn. There's, there's very little free time in brewing, so, you know, especially in a place like that. So um, it was good to get away and really, you know, go to school, to, you know, for a short bit. And uh, a couple months later, uh, I was fortunate enough to receive the uh, John G. the III Memorial Scholarship from the Florida Brewers Guild, which sent me to the Siebel Institute that year uh, for another uh, kind of two-week intensive brewing course where I learned a lot. I uh, got to learn water chemistry from Randy Mosher, and it, it was just nuts. Um, sorry, Ray Daniels, not Randy Mosher. And uh, soon after, got uh, promoted to head brewer, and soon after that, in August of 2017, uh, I left there to take a brew pub position at uh, West Palm Brewery and Wine Vault in downtown West Palm Beach. Uh, we are a 10-barrel brew pub uh, with a full restaurant and uh, a lot of good premium wine. And uh, I get to have a lot more creative control. I get to uh, have fun and sort of uh, make my own schedule, make my own recipes, do my own thing. And uh, it's been great ever since. We've been fortunate enough to win a few awards, including uh, Best Beer in Florida this year, which I'll never understand. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's been Maybe crazy. Phil can, under, can make you understand. He's a numbers guy, remember? <laughs> like, there's probably math involved there somewhere. Yeah, just a little bit. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's going on with me. So it's, it's really crazy. I, I feel like to look back at what we were doing back a few years ago and just see how we have changed and this industry has changed even more, uh, and extremely rapidly. I feel like, um, I mean, the definition of craft beer is being 
debated hotly. It seems like all the time now it's been changed uh, all over again. I don't know if twice it has happened since our last episode, um, but I know definitely once, which was like in the last uh, six to eight months. Um, we've seen a change in definition of craft brewer as uh, as to what the Brewers Association says. Um, and there's a whole lot of things just going on in this industry. And I feel like we have such different perspectives on them now than we did before. Um, and that's why we decided to do this again. We We've kind of joked about it here and there, texted each other about, hey, we should do this again. And probably about a month and a half ago, we kind of got serious about, hey, let's do this. Like, Phil, I think you you pretty much texted me. It was like, hey, let's let's really do this. Yeah. Um, I well, since the last time I was on this show, I uh, I'm married. I have a child now. Um, that's super exciting. And my wife is in radio. So she was asking, hey, you know, what do we what do you think about putting in a home studio? And I started thinking about it. And I'm like, all right, no problem. So as I'm setting up her equipment, I sort of got that like itch of sitting behind the microphone again. And honestly, it's a great output for all of us to sit down and discuss where we feel that this industry that we all started in as a hobby and something that I think we all became friends because of beer um, and, and have established our friendships beyond beer. Um, and, and for us to get together and talk about, certain things that are going on in the industry and then and also inside industry topics of mental health and uh proper consumption and how to handle uh your weight and learning about these you know overflowing tap handles and just just the way that the trends that the industry is going right now is so important and uh I, I know, Mike, you don't like to say that we have 30 years, roughly, of industry experience on this show, <laughs> no, we but we're pretty close to it. I mean, we've all been you don't in get to beer for about 10 up. years. Why not? We have three hosts. They, it, we're all right around 10 years, it's so like we're close concurrent. to 30 years. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. So, But, I mean, there are so many topics, like you said, that are things that... We, I don't know if many people were, but I know for a fact probably none of us were thinking about f four or five years ago, such as like the mental health aspect, um, trying to maintain a healthy uh, family and home life while also going out and working events, working uh, long hours in a brewery, um, overconsumption, uh, uh discrimination uh, against uh, people in the industry, whether directly or indirectly. Um, I mean, these are things that really weren't talked about when we were first doing this, or if they were, they were in smaller circles. And now a lot of these things are coming, coming up to the surface. And that's a good thing. These are things that should be talked about. And I'm, I'm looking forward to us discussing these further on future episodes. Um, and hopefully these are things that people want to hear our opinions on and want to uh, also talk with us about. Yeah, I think the, 
Sorry, Joel. I, I, I think the interaction piece of this is as important as anything else where um, the listener, you, the listener, can come in and actually ask us questions and we can discuss things. And, and you know, as we bring in other uh, guests to discuss certain topics, I think it's super important to um, a lot of these things were not talked about, period. And as this industry has grown, we have seen these topics now come to the forefront, just like every other industry in the United States. Yeah, Joel, uh, you you wanted to chime in. And there were topics or there are topics now that didn't even exist three years ago, whether it's certain beer styles or just things that are going on in the industry. Um, so, you know, as we've, obviously as we've evolved, you know, the industry has evolved too. And and there's so much more for us to talk about now. And I think we're all approaching it from a more professional standpoint. Um, whereas before we would just sort of sit on your couch and eat Publix fried chicken and, you know, get blasted and and shit on everything. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, maybe we'll do that. that Never happened. Uh, sometime we'll do that as like a uh, a Patreon su- supporter uh, special edition. I will be traveling that day, unfortunately. <laughs> um, let's. Uh, what are what are some things that uh, Joel you are really looking forward talking about on the the, the show? I mean, obviously, without getting too involved, obviously, let's just give a little taste, a little taste. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, definitely things like mental health, balancing work and life. Um, I get really encouraged when I see other other breweries and, and brewers tackling these issues and, and a lot of these things that are starting to come to the forefront and get discussed more. That's one of the things that's really important to me. It's something I've struggled with, you know, in the brewing industry. Um, and I'm always interested in what you guys have to say on things because I think you guys are a lot more knowledgeable and dare I say, even interested in things like, you know, the business side, the distribution, the sales, all the things that, you know, when they come up, I just start zoning out um, when other people are talking about them. But then, you know, when when I get together with friends and, you know, it's it's easier for me to listen to rather than, you know, reading someone's preachy thread online or some speech at a conference um, because, you know, I I really respect what you guys think and and what you have to say on a lot of stuff. And and it's fun. You have bad opinions about me. (laughs) <laughs> he just selects friends wrong I, I, there's no other way to put that we, apparently we all do <laughs> i didn't i didn't know which way to swipe in the app <laughs> up the super like <laughs> there we go i have no idea what you guys are talking about uh phil what what's uh some things that you want to uh, you're looking forward to us talking about uh obviously the sales related things but is there anything else Actually I'm really excited to hear you guys talk about the production side um that's something First and foremost, you would never want me on a brew system, um, or if you did, you want your company to go out of business. Um, I'm not a talented brewer, and I'm super excited to actually hear you guys discuss it, the two of you in particular, because you're on systems every day, um, to discuss some more of the details that go into the day-to-day. Um, at, outside of that, I'm I'm always excited to talk about marketing and branding and sales and things of that nature. That's that's my specialty. Um, but on top of that, I th- honestly, like Joel said, I'm I'm excited to actually hear 
two other opinions in regards to what's going on because I can honestly tell you guys, I know for a fact I sit in a different position than you guys do when it comes to our outlook on distribution for the time being, where our industry is going, how we can maintain certain things. You guys both look at things from a very small brewery perspective, and I have a larger brewery perspective that I... It's refreshing to hear the smaller guys talk. And I think learning from each other is how we evolve as an industry. I think it's kind of funny, uh, our our perspectives on where we represent, because like you said, you you do work for a larger uh, craft brewery. Uh, Joel is on a brew pub system. Uh, I'm on a nano system. Joel and I both came from working for a slightly larger than pub uh, brewery, but not anywhere close to regional by by the stretch of the imagination. So we, we kind of cover a lot of the bases of different types of breweries. But also going to talking about uh, I, what is interesting to me is talking about the uh, at home dynamic because we are three very different people at this at this point with uh, what is going on in our personal lives. Uh, Joel is, has been married and has children with a, an established family for a long period of time. You are newly married with a uh, a new child in your life, and I am a an engaged person with no no children. Um, so it's just like very different dynamics uh, going on here. So our looks at uh, what is going on outside of the breweries um, and how that can impact our lives at home, I, I think will be really interesting to get into at a, at a future point. Yeah. And I also think when you look at our pasts, so, you know, so Joel has been the symbol of stability amongst all three of us when it comes to relationship statuses and how this industry is really (laughs) very scary (laughs) but it's factual and um when you look at where our relationships have gone and i specifically am looking forward to that episode in particular because i've been now i i had a failed marriage because partially because of an industry that had me out until 2 a.m because i wasn't mature enough to truly understand how to maintain myself at that point in time in my life and i think some of that is it it's it's important to talk about and i think it's going to be an entertaining episode and yes spoiler alert we have prepared how many episodes i think about 10 so uh, around much, 10 or 11 episodes much better than before where it was like hey what are we, we talking couldn't even about prepare tonight one episode ahead of live time. mic in five four three two one <laughs> um so we, I, I, we had more preparation in regards to what we were drinking on the original handful of podcasts than what we actually were talking about i think it was a text message that's very true uh, yeah there, it was more of a more bottle imp- share with a live microphone. <laughs> what, what are you? What are you going to bring to the recording? Um. So yeah, that that's a little bit of I guess what you can expect from the the show. Um, uh, going forward, we're going to try to do this on an every two week type of basis and go from there. And uh, if we have the ability to add something in on off weeks, we'll, we'll certainly do so. Um, if there's anything that you guys want to, or, or gals want to hear us talk about, um, 
head on over to our website, unitedwedrink.com, head to the contact page and shoot us a message with uh, a topic idea. We are certainly up for for anything. Maybe it's something that we already have planned, or maybe you're going to give us a great idea of something to talk about. Um, this type of um, community in, uh, is what I think a lot of us loved about the industry is working together and talking to other people and, and like minds, different minds and learning about one another and where you all stand on craft beer. So, um, some awesome ideas would be great. Or if you just have questions that, uh, maybe not don't deserve a 20 minute segment to be talked about, uh, a, a little Q and a segment uh, Someone came up with a good idea for a name for that the other day. What was it? You, Phil, or Joel? Between I, it two was firms. <laughs> you uh, you said that for the interview uh, idea. Oh, uh, oh. Um, shit! Uh, well, this is something I, we could have talked about. I dropped, off air. yeah, I, absolutely, and I dropped the first <laughs> curse word, and I was going to say one thing that you probably realized. Was that the first curse word? I think it no, was. I got and, on that one. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> and one thing you probably have realized is that we're cursing a lot less just simply because we're more mature people now, um, except for Joel, because he obviously wanted to curse first. So um, I, I, I forget what about? it was. <laughs> I think it was now like I got tip, one too. Now tip your bartender. Open. Was it tip your bartender? Uh, no, that was uh, that we were going to do that for uh, uh, plugging our own stuff. But anyway... If you have questions, whether it just be a simple like, um, what color shirt are you wearing while recording? Uh, shoot us over that on the contact form as well. Um, we're also going to do a little bit of talking about the news, and I guess we could talk some news on this episode so we don't uh, cut it extremely short. Um, a couple things uh, that Joel threw out uh, that he wanted to talk about. Um is the so the Florida Brewers Guild puts on a Florida Brewers conference every year. Uh, that's in August, correct? It is. I believe it's August fifth, and it's in Orlando. It is correct. Um, and they announced uh, some speakers for for the conference. And uh, have you have you attended the conference before, Joel? I haven't. Uh, my last brewery was about to ask me if I wanted to go to this thing. And that's when I was like, well, I actually have to give you my notice. <laughs> so um, I did not end up going that year. Uh, I did not go last year because um, just being in a brew pub, I'm less prone to going to festivals and conferences and educational seminars and things like that. I'm sort of just isolated where I am. I don't, I don't get out much, but, um, I did want to go to this year, but I probably won't be able to make it. Um, unfortunately, I, I really would like to go cause there are a couple of these speakers that I really like to meet. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, August 5th through the 7th at the Renaissance Orlando at SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida. And, uh, one of the, the the speakers that is going to be there that I would really love to hear is uh, the uh, brewery diversity ambassador from the Brewers Association, Dr. J. Nicole Jackson Beckham, um, who has become such a, an important figure 
on, on social media, I feel like in the past year, um, she has come into this beer industry world, this crazy world, and has been a breath of fresh air as far as I'm concerned. Um, I love following her and, and, and seeing her perspective on things and uh, would love to, to hear her chat with her, have a beer with her and, uh, and see what's going on in, in her mind with this industry. Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. And looking at this lineup, it it's amazing. I I was actually sitting on the board for the first year that the Florida Brewers Guild put on this um, conference, and not only is it an amazing time, um, it it's some it I think it brings it back to the roots of the camaraderie of this industry where. You have all Florida Brewers sitting in the same room talking about topics that are all relevant to all of us um, and putting together panels on some of the stuff that we've discussed already in this episode. But this year, looking at the lineup, honestly, I don't think there's a better lineup that I've ever seen. Um, And dare I say that this, this could be a really good regional conference uh if not a um half of the united states just based off of the names that are in this room um but i agree with you mike dr jay's doing some great stuff yeah uh joel what uh, what do you think about it i think it's great i i've been following along the florida brewers guild on instagram looking at their announcements of um you know who's talking i see that there's um Jenny Mastel Adams, uh, who will be talking about wellness and well-being in the brewing community. Um, so, you know, that's I commented on that post specifically to ask if any of the talks would be recorded and posted online like they do at CBC. And uh, I believe the reply was they're looking into Periscope. So um, hopefully uh, I'll be able to watch or listen Um when it's all said and done, because uh, it's a great lineup. Um, I'm sure uh, the self-described, uh, I think it's Twitter villain or something, uh, Andy Crouch, beer scribe, uh, that should be pretty interesting. So, you know, they, they, they're putting together a really good lineup, like Phil said, and it seems like it's getting better every year. I just wish I could go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking through this. Oh, actually, one of the things that I I like uh, on the these seminars is uh, they're doing an AMA with uh, Josh Abishan, uh, the uh, lobbyist and legal counsel for the guild. Hands down, one of Community my Court? favorite people. One of my favorite people in the uh, Florida beer scene. He he is he, he is such a smart guy, but he's also such a fun fun guy. I, I've had the the honor to get to hang out with him at CBCs and uh, guild events in the past. Um, he is such an important part to uh, the the Florida beer industry. Um, I I love that he's still involved there, and I would I just. I would feel like an asshole, but I want to kind of go to that just to ask him dumb questions because it's an AMA. Ask me anything, so I'm going to ask you anything. Josh I, is prepared for anything. I Honestly, he's... he's being a lobbyist for uh, for Florida brewers in, in that state, you have to be prepared for anything because damn, does a lot of shit come up. 
I got to catch up with Josh a couple months ago when we hosted the uh, Florida Brewers Guild member social at the brewery, and it was so great to see him. I mean, just such a genuine, awesome dude. And you would, you know, upon your first impression, you would not think he's a lawyer. Uh, so he's that's a great, true. yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know he was doing that at the conference. So that's great. Now I really want to go. Uh, we, I also see this, the closing session, spooky stories and brew house nightmares, a fun retrospect hosted by Tom Barris. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's or foe of the show. I don't, I, I don't know uh, whether he's a friend or foe of the show. Uh, Tom Barris has been on this show before. Uh, he is not a uh, winner of guest of the year, uh, despite what he wants to think. And uh, that, that's I don't know what to think about that particular uh, session, but I'm sure it will be enjoyable. I wonder if he will have darts and bar stools there. Well, I blame Sean Nordquist on that one personally. So, <laughs> um. Anything else you guys want to talk about the the Florida Brewers Conference? I haven't been, so do you know if they do like a full vendor seminar? I mean, obviously not the size of CBC, but are are there a lot of like products? You mean like the Expo Hall yeah. type of yeah. thing? I, I don't know. I haven't I, been there myself. In years past, there was an Expo Hall, so you would have um, vendors come in and you can walk the Expo area and check out and Everything from fermenters to merchandise to uh, hops. Uh, in fact, I, I believe one of the speakers is uh, uh, one of the guys from Florida Hops. Uh, the company uh, yeah, that's actually I guess all that. Uh, where is that? So oh, you can Richard go through Smith from Florida Hops. There you go. And so you can go through and you can sample out products and you can look at different things in the industry, packaging, labels, uh, shirts. Uh, there's uh, social hours. Um, it, it's almost like a mini CBC. It really is. Um, and, and keep in mind, it's all your peers from Florida. Um, and not to talk too much Florida because we do have somebody from Pennsylvania sitting in the, uh, in the pod with us nowadays. Where? So, uh, I, I don't know. Um, but, um, it, yeah, it's, it should be a really good time. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely two years ago. Unfortunately, I was out of town last year and I wasn't able to make it. If I am able to make it this year, I am planning on sliding through Orlando to, uh, to sit in some of the talks because it, there's some really good discussion. You and, should probably um, figure that out soon. It's like two weeks. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Kellogg's and General Mills would be remiss if they did not attend the expo at this point. Uh, <laughs> Nabisco. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, my favorite part of any conference or any any sort of event like this where we have to travel to, uh, where it's an educational thing, I've always learned the most, not, you know, and this is not a knock on the conferences or the seminars, but I've always learned the most afterward when all the having brewers, beers with people yes um just going to some random bar and having weird tiki drinks and you know miller high life on the rocks with a cherry and a straw uh just you know just talking brew house process and you know what do you do in this situation and you know what, what's your your lauder time and just all these different little technical things that you know we, we get to bounce off each other and, and learn from each other and that that's always my favorite part that's what always excites me about going I mean, I remember, uh, 
I can't remember what exact year it was, but when the, the craft brewers conference was here in Philly, uh, the three of us plus Kevin from barrel of monks, uh, after the world beer cup ceremony, going and grabbing some beer at a little corner store, going back to, uh, Phil and Kevin's hotel room and just hanging out and talking, talking about beer and the business and, and all of that. I and mean, we, we hung out a lot with Josh Abishan that, that, uh, particular, uh, CBC as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's those types of things going to those social hours and, uh, having beers and just meeting random people there and talking, talking shop. Uh, I, I remember in Portland, Joel and I just hanging out, charging our phones. And then Maddie smooth from new Belgium comes over and like, Hey, can I, can I plug in next to you guys? And we talked with him for, for a little while and just, it's crazy who you can sometimes just bump into and just have a conversation with that you can learn so much from. Uh, and like you said, not to, not to, uh, harp on any of the, uh, seminars, but when you have some more one-on-one -on -one time, you can usually take a little more away from a conversation than uh, a prepared statement to hundreds, even thousands of people. Yeah, for sure. One of my fondest memories from all of the different conferences that I've been to um, was actually running into Bart Watson after one of his talks. And, um, Bart's talking. from the, the Brewers Association. Brewers Association, and he releases numbers on uh, usually a quarterly or a mid-year um, on average, which he actually just released some mid-year numbers. Um, but being able to actually have a beer with him and discuss where this industry is going and where he had his his sights set in the next year to two years and and it's funny because at the mid-year report I, i'm not sure if you guys checked it out yet or not but um ipas are still up um yeah. the small guy is basically still winning and um when we're looking at it and by small guy you mean the small local or local yeah local guys are still driving own and premise it correct and when you look at what the consumer wants the consumer wants more variety and mm. it it's funny because i believe as you see the industry continue to develop and change i i believe core is where you go um but the se because the seasonals and these rotational beers just don't have the same pool that they used to. I mean, the three of us used to fight over bottles of Life and Limb Volume 1 at Total Wine <laughs> back in whenever it was originally released, and there was, was only one beer. case that showed it, it. Great beer. Now it's in cans, which is even better. It is? Um, yeah. It, this Shit, past... I I saw it last week in Georgia, and they released it in 12-ounce cans this year, which is pretty amazing. So, I'll have to look for that. But yeah, so those are the three trends right now. So, yeah, and I, I'm sure we can. We'll certainly get into that because even in that that little blurb you just said there, there's things that you said that I disagree with, and uh, uh, it'll be fun to get into that a little more uh, on a future episode. Um, was, was there any data on slushy machines? Uh, no, slushy machines were not brought up in Bart's current <laughs> report. Maybe uh, next year. There, or at least IRI, not that was released to the public. Does <laughs> through the Brewers Association. data on that? I, I don't believe there's scan data on that. I, I hate to say it. 
I'm waiting for beers and a cone. I you might not have to wait too long. <laughs> you could walk into Seven Eleven and just get a, an Omni Polo slushy beer, which actually is they were one of the first guys that I've ever had a slushy beer from, and it was pretty good. Not gonna lie, quite refreshing in that Florida heat. You're fired from the show. <laughs> Hate me uh, now. <laughs> Dude, I'm surprised they haven't got well. American laws probably don't allow for it, but I'm surprised in Sweden they don't have like an ice cream truck uh, that they go around neighborhoods uh, serving like slushy beers. Uh, so to, much uh, wrong with that statement. Just <laughs> so what? Bad. What was wrong with that? No. I, no. <laughs> you seem offended by that statement. I just. I can. I'm mentally picturing this slushy machine truck driving around and serving children and adults alike. Oh, they, you ID people. Obviously, they, there's it's like there's a wet app. willies on wheels. This at my current job, there's an app that you can get, and you can just hold up someone the 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 barcode on the back of your ID, and it scans it, and it tells it it reads off whether or not the person is over 21, what their name is. Like, it's fucking ridiculous, like, the technology. And I was like, this is just available that someone can buy this app and scan IDs? And it shows what you look like in 50 years. <laughs> it's Man, that Russians. was that was totally the hot topic this past week. I don't know. Everybody wanted to see what they look like in 20 years or 40 years. <laughs> Yeah, and and then we moved on to something else. Like that's the way the world works. We have a short attention span. Vomiting rainbow face. The the same Russian should make an app where you scan a can of beer with no date code on it, and it tells you what it's going to taste like soon. <laughs> I might take that idea. Uh, <laughs> you can't see this, but we're on video chat. Phil is just shaking his head in just disapproval. He's like, this is what I came back to. If we ever go back on Patreon, they should just get a live video feed into the three of us and they can see. Patreon. Patreon, Patreon. That's how it's pronounced. It Come is. on, Phil. It's Sorry. like French or something. Um, what is there any other news that we, we want to touch on right now or we're we're uh, did you guys see the salt lake city kid um that was he actually he basically opened up a lemonade stand but it was a root beer stand and he was promoting ice cold beer and then in very small print he put root above it the cops actually came out to this kid <laughs> And investigated his coolers. He has the picture that I'm seeing online. It went viral yesterday. One, two, three, four, five coolers. And it basically says, want a cold one? Exclamation mark, question mark. Ice cold beer. And the kid has, his mom said, the kid has anywhere between 60 and 70 people come out a day just to buy an IBC root beer from him. I, I, I pulled this up. This uh, this is kind of funny. <laughs> and it does say IBC on the on the cold one, uh, on the one sign. Uh, and then when business slows, he'll start selling regular seltzer. And what was even better was <laughs> Senator Mitt Romney actually got in on it and tweeted a picture of the kid and said, here's a lesson in reading the fine print. 
the future is bright for this young Utah entrepreneur. Good job, Seth. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Um, it sucks that he was getting uh, flack from uh, the five O in in Utah, but uh, yeah, that's I, I think that's smart business. I I bought the uh, uh, last weekend a lemonade from from a, a little girl uh, selling lemonade uh, in front of her house, and she's donating to charity. I, I was like, yeah, I'll I'll. I'll be a part of this and, and had the charities that they listed that they were donating to. I love seeing it's heartwarming stories like that, that are, are awesome to still see. This is like heartwarming and funny uh, because it's creative. Uh, I love something like this. That so, just goes to show you how strict they are in Utah because they'll send the cops over to you for selling root beer, but you could pretty much self-distribute your homebrew in Florida. <laughs> this is true. So what's a better ad campaign, Seth's ice cold root beer with root being very small or the corn gate or uh, corn syrup gate that uh, Anheuser-Busch and Miller went after? That is one of the dumbest fucking things. I'm sorry. I, I, I cursed there because the, I love that is, it. That is that that is the Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, whatever uh, selective conversation points it's like they let's talk about this even though they use like so many breweries use it including themselves not in bud light but they they use corn syrup in a number of their beers and and by corn syrup this is dextrose uh like corn sugar almost any brewery that makes a double ipa probably has used corn syrup or corn uh, dextrose uh, powdered form in some way to up your fermentation it's it's ridiculous that that was a, a point that they wanted to bring up and a year or two before that their ad was just as hypocritical when they trashed pumpkin peach ale and then bought a brewery that makes it no they they bought the brewery that makes it then trashed it uh. it was it, yeah, they they trashed a lesion who made a pumpkin peach beer uh, after they had already purchased them. Well, it, it, yeah, I wasn't talking about a lesion, but I I did like the corn syrup gate, whatever you want to call it, situation that happened coming out. And of they the use Super Bowl. they use rice syrup for. I thought it was funny. Bud Light. I I mean, listen, th- let those guys go at it. That's it. It's it's all in fun and. Uh, I, I'm sure they have been discussed in households plenty of time, and that marketing dollars, you those know, marketing dollars were were well used. Funny you you bring that up uh, out where where I uh, where I live, and actually more out towards where I work. I live in South Philadelphia. I work at a brewery just outside of the far northeast of Philadelphia, and the northeast is considered like a very blue collar uh, part of the city. Um, it is a very heavy Coors Light part of town. Like people love Coors Light out there and Bud put up so many billboards on 95 in the Northeast part of the city talking about the corn syrup thing. And I was just like, why the people out here who drink Coors Light, they one, don't know what corn syrup is or what it has to do with beer. And two, don't care. 
like you are trying to convert people who really don't care about something like that on such a technical aspect. It, it, to me, that seems like a waste of fucking money, but whatever. Well, it gets everyone talking, and that's kind of the point. Whether you know, everyone's arguing about it, I mean, it's, that's it's, true. Yeah. It's, it's just like clickbait. You know, you, these listicles come out, and it could be the same thing every year, or it could be, you know, it, it's just designed to get clicks and get people talking, and you know, you're doing the work for them. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I think I think we've done enough damage for this first particular episode um what we're going to do now is a thing that we did on the previous incarnation of this show and that is uh what we like to call last calls where each of us are going to have uh, an unspecified amount of time to be able to just uh speak something that's on their mind whatever that may be uninterrupted and uh just kind of get that off of uh, off of our chest to end things up. Uh, Joel, why don't you kick us off with uh, your first last call? Uh, this one will probably be nicer than <laughs> some, some of the ones in the future. Um, but I sort of just wanted to take this time to thank both of you. Uh, it's great to be talking to you both. You two left the corporate world before I did and inspired me and showed me that it could be done. Um and, you know, my life's never been the same since. It's, it's been just infinitely better uh, doing what I do and, you know, working with the people I work with. And uh, as Phil was talking about, you know, where he's been in the past few years, I started to think fondly of the time. This must have been 2010 Jupiter Craft Brewers Festival where he was just hounding uh, certain brewery uh, owners that I won't mention, <laughs> and we're standing off to the side, like, "What's he doing? Like, <laughs> like, is he going to leave him alone and drink with us?" Um, <laughs> but it paid off, and um, I'm I'm really inspired by how you guys have evolved. Uh, uh, you guys continue to inspire me, and uh, I'm excited to see what comes next. Uh, it's weird; it feels like it's been such a long time since our days at the Funky Buddha Lounge and all these other places. I, I always tell people stories of how it was such a close knit community back then because there was really nothing down here. You know, we had a couple of breweries or brew pubs. There wasn't a lot of local distribution. There, there weren't really any tap rooms, so we were just kind of stuck going to you know lounges or gastro pubs or whoever you know was starting to sell craft beer. And if there were any sort of tap takeover, we'd all be there. If there was any sort of bottle release, we'd all be there. And it blows my mind how much it's changed in less than 10 years. Um, so it's it's crazy to think about what's next. Um, like I said before, there are things that we could talk about that didn't even exist three years ago. And um, it's, it's going to be really fun to see... Uh, what you guys have to say about it. So I just wanted to say thanks again to you guys. Uh, and that's, that's what I got. Oh, very sweet, Joel. Uh, Phil, go ahead I, with your last call. I was going to try and get sentimental as well, but I mean, Joel really stole that. So I'm going to talk about this sous vide that I'm currently trying to cook steaks in. And <laughs> honestly, I, I haven't, this is the third time I've tried to cook a steak in it and it, it they turn out really good. But, um, 
I I think the main thing that I'm having a problem with right now is I got a really bad food sealer and uh, my vacuum sealer is uh, more so boiling my steaks than anything else. Um, so I, I I mean yeah that's about it. And I'm, I'm thanks Joel for stealing my sentimental. And now the only other thing that's on my mind is I'd, I'm really hoping not to mess my dinner up tonight. Instant You're fired pot. again. That said, I well, it is an it's an instapot or instant pot sous vide. So yeah, um, whatever. Um, anyways, uh, I'm I'm very much so looking forward to discussing matters with you guys and and getting back into it. I, I, I the first time actually, well, 2010. 2010 Jupiter Crest Brewers Festival. Man, that was a long time ago, but I found Were you a wearing a glove? I was wearing a glove, and the glove <laughs> is iconic. Um, I forgot all about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you really did? Yeah. yeah. That was like um, what he was known for. Yeah, and, like, and I think that was the first time. did you give it to Justin? Uh, yes, it's actually hanging in his office. Um, still? <laughs> still. So... Uh, with a picture of my sister and I, and I think you guys both know what picture that is. So he um, has a picture of that has, in his office too. He has a picture of that now as well. Um, <laughs> it's like a mini shrine. It's amazing, but uh, it's it's super that. exciting to get back and and talk beer with you guys, and honestly, force myself to talk to you guys because it. Um, I think the only thing that doesn't make this community as tight as it used to be is the fact that we're all just busy. That's very true, and that's why like the show came to an end uh, at the point that it did is just being busy. Um, uh, since the last time we released an episode back in 2016, the amount of breweries in the U.S. has inflated by nearly 2,000 to around 7,500 breweries at this point. In this time, a number of people have lived out a dream to own and operate their own breweries, and that deserves commending. However, during that time, a lot of people have opened breweries that have little to no passion for the industry, no care for product to which they are producing, and absolutely zero knowledge on how to run a tap room, tasting room, gift shop, or even a lemonade stand, let alone a brewery. This sad fact has discouraged me at times and left me wondering, like, is this even an industry that I want to be a part of and that being an industry that I once loved so much because of the small tight-knit quality focused community we held in a landscape that seems to be overrun with haze boys and pastry bros sorry if I got those nomenclatures wrong Joel uh, it is frustrating for the brewers and breweries that paved the way to where we are now that are looked at as dull and uh and simply playing the hits for the mass market. Do I want to live in an industry that thinks uh, that Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is dull and bland? Not really. And that's where I've had my conflict. But instead of it bringing me down, I've decided to use it as motivation. That motivation drives me to want to make high quality beer that can be traditional and experimental. Uh, that motivation drives me to trying to educate the newer brewers, even the ones that have no integrity about things that are often overlooked like safety, labeling regulations, and distribution woes. This is a part of my reason for wanting to do this podcast again. And I look forward to us continuing to grow in our industry that we love so much with like-minded people 
that see passion and art in the, the beer world just a tad bit more over money and trends. And uh, that's my last call for uh, the episode. Um, and before we, we uh, take things or completely off track, uh, or end things. Uh, this was, I, what, what were you going to call this? Uh, tip your bartender. Joel, is there anything that you want to plug social media, uh, brewery, uh, things going on? You can find me at Florida brewer, Florida being D U H, uh, on all forms of social media, except Facebook, because I got the F out of there and, uh, yeah, catch you next, next time. Phil, anything that you want to plug? I don't think anybody wants to follow me on social media. It's just pictures of my kid and me. Um, but a uh, big shout out to uh, my wife, Dina Lang, that did the intro for us. Thank you so much. I love you. Uh, absolutely. Thank you to Dina for doing that. Uh, unnecessary, but she went and did it for us anyway. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Loves Beer. Uh, you can follow the show. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at United We Drink. We're on Instagram at United We Drink Pod because someone got United We Drink uh, on Instagram. Thanks, guy. Probably the same guy that owns your dosebeeregos.com. More uh, than domain. likely. That guy. And he's probably drinking with no one. Exactly. No one. No friends. Um, Multiple uh, personalities. As I said before... We're going to uh, have this show up on all of the major uh, podcasting networks soon. Um, unfortunately, you can't create the profile on those services until you release one episode. So once this episode comes up, it'll start prop populating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts, all of those services. So um, then you can subscribe to the show. And uh, if you can, if you are enjoying what you are seeing, Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It helps with the algorithm. Um, I don't think that there's anything else that we need to go into. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Phil, for wanting to get back together and do this. This was fun. Um, I, I had fun. Hopefully well, you had fun. Joel, did you have fun? I guess. <laughs> Um, on, on that bombshell, I think, uh, we'll leave you off there. I'm not saying, uh, the, the thing that you'd think I would say at the end of a beer podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Fuck off. <laughs>